Hi, hello, and welcome to another episode of You Want to Watch. My name is Gabby. This is the sixth and final bonus episode in my series where I am recapping Disney Plus's The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So here we are. We've made it to the end. Six full episodes going through the storyline start to finish. Uh, This is the final one. They've got to wrap it up somehow. And lots of things go down in this episode. So let's just get into it. One thing I do want to mention that I forgot to talk about in last week's episode is that there was a post credit scene for the first time and it was of John Walker doing his little arts and crafts moment where he was creating a new shield. That was the only little like glimpse that we got of him in the post credit scene, but he was forging his own version of the shield. So that's going to be important in this episode. And I forgot to talk about it last week. So there's just a little reminder, a little refresher. At the end of episode five, we are left with the Flag Smashers trying to infiltrate the GRC meeting to stop their vote. And that's immediately where we pick up on in the beginning of episode six. This episode is called One World, One People, which is the Flag Smashers little motto saying thing. They're Hail Hydra, like I said before. And so we already know that this episode is going to fully focus on wrapping up their plot point to a certain extent. I was really interested when this episode started and seeing how much they were going to leave for the Flag Smashers and sort of their ideology and the group as a whole, how that was maybe going to continue in the rest of Marvel and the whole like MCU. So that's definitely going to be a focus in this episode. So when we start off, there is everything being locked down in New York. There's a bunch of like SWAT teams and stuff trying to lock down the building where the Flag Smashers have infiltrated and are starting to take hostages. Uh, And so we get Bucky and Sam and they bring in Sharon from Magipore. She's showing up and she's using uh, like the facial recognition, like the the tech Nat used in Cap 2 where she changed her face. We finally get to use that again. I feel like we have not used that to its full extent. Uh, she could have used that plenty of times before. I'm sure she's had her hands on that kind of tech in the past five years. She could have came back to United States whenever she felt like using that, I feel. Um, but that's another story for another day, I guess. But so we get those three together again, Sam, Bucky, Sharon, And when Sam shows up in this episode, the first time we see him, he is in full Captain America gear. He's in the suit that Sam has straight out of the comics with the white. And it's amazing. Like, hands down, the best Captain America suit since the stealth suit in Cap 2. Like, nothing comes close to this suit. Uh, Sam looks amazing in it. Like, the wings and the shield and all of the white on it. Like, truly, chef kiss. I'm obsessed with this suit. I'm so glad they went this direction. Uh, And it's just a moment. He is the moment. We love to see Sam like this. Our one true Captain America. Now that Steve's gone, none of this John Walker BS. This is who I want to see as Captain America is Sam. Thank you. When Sam shows up, he can immediately already tell that everything that's happening is kind of a diversion to whatever the Flag Smasher's real plan and goal there that night is. And so um, instead of trying to get everybody out, he's then trying to keep everybody in. And he is stopped in his mission by one George Batrock, 
who we know uh, from the end of episode five that Sharon called up to get him to help with the Flag Smashers. Um, and Batroc's whole thing is he wants to kill uh, Sam because Sam thwarted his whole plan to get a bunch of money. And so now Batroc wants revenge. And so we have a whole hand-to-hand combat fight between Sam and Batroc. And I think basically it's kind of just a prerequisite to being Captain America. Like if you're going to be Captain America, you have to have a hand-to-hand combat fight with Batroc. It's just the rule at this point because it's fun for me to watch George St. Pierre do uh, fight scenes. And so I think we should have him show up anytime there's going to be another Captain America. And this is why uh, John Walker was never actually Captain America because he never fought Batroc. So he was doomed from the start. Throughout all of these scenes, we're kind of jumping from character to character. And so we kind of we see Sam and his introduction into the suit and him declaring that he's Captain America, which also, again, I'm still going to be hung up on that for a really long time because it was an entire moment. But we're also then following Sharon and what she's doing and her part of the plan and Bucky, what he's doing and part of the plan. And then Carly and all the flag smashers. And when we see Bucky and what he's doing, uh, Carly actually uh, ends up getting on the phone with Bucky and basically telling him that like he's been here before and doesn't he want to come out on the right end this time. And essentially, it's just a big, huge diversion. But I'm glad to see that Bucky is confident that he knows that uh, his past is like his past and that he didn't have any control over it and that he's going to do right what he thinks is right, basically, from here on out. And so her whole like taunting of him and like trying to bait him essentially doesn't really work because uh, after that talk with Sam in episode five where he had his little mini therapy session with Sam I think Bucky actually is like very okay with who he is at this point and he's made amends with himself and he knows who he is and I just like love that for him even though this whole conversation again was just a diversion but I feel like we are also seeing more growth from Bucky which great love that when we see Sharon again she is meant to be stopping um like the different flag smashers from taking the hostages away from the building. Like that's their whole thing. I say the flag smashers need the hostages as a negotiation piece. Uh, And they were, it was the goal of like Bucky, Sam, Sharon to make sure that they got the hostages and didn't let them go. And uh, they're not successful in that so far. And so Sharon's uh, next step is to kill one of the flag smashers. And really, she's just, I'm telling you guys, she's so sketchy. I don't trust her at all. Um, Like she's very gatekeep girl boss level. Don't trust her, you know. A big part of what Sam is now doing throughout all of this is he's attempting to rescue the hostages that were taken away in a helicopter, obviously because he's the only one with wings and the capability to fly. So he is trying to do that. And I just want to say again, the suit with the wings, like the wings with the shield combo, amazing, truly. Like they should have given Steve wings at some point. That would have been fun because it just, it looks really nice. It's great to look at. It makes for amazing like shots and scenes and stuff. Um, I just think it looks 
really nice and I'm excited for Sam to continue to be Captain America throughout anything else in phase four of Marvel because I know that they shot this show on widescreen like they intended to make it look a lot more cinematic and more like a film than a TV show but I really do need to see Sam in the cap suit with the wings with the shield on a big screen. We then get a little check-in with the Flag Smashers where Carly's trying to regroup as everything now seems to like obviously not be going the way that they would like. And basically she's fine with killing anyone and whoever uh, she needs to. Um, But it's interesting that her group of people are seemingly less and less convinced by her leadership and less uh on board with everything that comes out of her mouth immediately and it's it's so it's just interesting to see sort of how that's going to fall apart as she continues to be more and more gung-ho about just like murdering anybody who gets in her way and then in the middle of all this fighting guess who shows up none other than knockoff captain america mr john walker he's back with his knockoff shield thinking that he's here to do something though uh he does show up at the right time uh because bucky is in the middle of a fight with the flag smashers and not that he's losing but like he could use some backup and sharon and sam are busy doing other things and so honestly john does show up at the right time i just still don't trust that man And so uh, I don't really know where we're going to go with this because he's not Captain America, obviously. He's got a knockoff shield, but Sam's Captain America now. So I don't know what he thinks he's doing pretending still, but I don't like it. But also thanks for coming in and helping Bucky because he needed it. Very complicated dynamic here. It is interesting in this fight, though, that they do sort of complement each other pretty well, only because like... John's fighting techniques are very similar to Steve's post coming out of the ice because obviously they're learning from the same manual from the military. So, I mean, they they feel like, honestly, at this point, if John wants to get on board with being a sidekick, uh, I'm not going to forgive his insane behavior. But honestly, he could be a good asset in some cases as long as he can stop pretending that he's Captain America. Maybe it's something we can work out. So Bucky and John together kind of are getting their part of the battle under control and Sam is successful in his little side mission with saving the group of people in the helicopter and that whole scene the way that unfolded was really fun like I feel like they had a lot of fun planning and shooting all of the aerial shots like straight from episode one and then doing it again in episode six like I think a lot of that was done really really well and it was like a big aspect of the show because Sam is Falcon at the start of the show and he still has the wings as Captain America and so like that has to be something that's done really well to get across like how cool Sam is basically so I do think they did that really well I think they're really fun to look at and after Sam manages to save uh, the hostages in the helicopter he joins in to help both Bucky and John and now they are kind of together teaming up to um 
stop the flag smashers in this point which is good because like i don't think john should win anything single-handedly like i don't think that he should have been able to stop the flag smashers on his own but also i'm back to not believing the flag smashers are going about anything in the right way so like the flag smashers can't win but also john can't win by himself so we definitely need uh bucky and sam to take this one over but if john wants to join the team and give us a hand i guess i will allow it at this point because we could use the help when sam shows up to help everyone and he's like in a big crowd of people like everybody starts cheering and someone says like some black guy in the crowd says hey that's black falcon and then no someone else is like no that's captain america and honestly it was a moment but also i still just think the whole thing about black falcon has been so funny throughout this entire show because that is just like how people refer to things like oh he's black and he's the falcon so he's black falcon and i just think that's been funny this whole time to like carry that thing through the entire show but everyone getting to see that sam is captain america and cheering at it like i love that it's amazing so great we then catch back up with sharon who is tracking down carly and guess what folks I've been right this entire time, but it's finally confirmed Sharon is the power broker. She had used the Flag Smashers like they used to work. The Flag Smashers used to work for the power broker, used to work for Sharon. Uh, And then they decided that Sharon was too power hungry. So after when they stole the serum and then they ran away, like that's why the power broker has been hunting for them this whole time. And Sharon created the flag smashers because she needed muscle essentially like she needed an army but yeah this whole time when i keep saying that sharon's sketchy i've been right because she is sketchy because she's the power broker like come on and then batrock overhears this conversation and now he's mad and then sharon really only brought in batrock so that she could spy on carly and know the flag smashers plot but Batrock's whole thing was he wanted to kill Sam and he could have easily been successful. So Sharon, you're wrong for that. I don't like you anymore. You could have got Sam killed. This whole sketchy behavior, this entire show. You know what? I'm I'm not going to be a fan of this. Don't support it. And then in the ensuing fight after this, she just shoots Batrock and kills him, which is like convenient for her because now there's one less person who knows she's the power broker. And honestly, Sharon, come on. Murder is sometimes the answer, but like not the answer here, not when you're the one in the wrong. And then Sam shows up immediately after Batrock has been killed. And so he doesn't know the full story. He doesn't know that Sharon is a power broker. So now Carly just continues to look like the big enemy and Sharon looks like she's on Sam's team and she has no ulterior motives, even though, again, we know she does. And so in the following fight where Carly and Sam start fighting, it feels a little unfair because Sam does not have all of the information the way that Carly does. But as they start fighting, Carly is definitely the aggressor in this fight. And Sam's only using defensive techniques against her. And he keeps saying that he doesn't want to fight her. Because again, Sam still believed in what she was saying, like her values. He just didn't agree with how she was going about it. Which, yeah, exactly. You can't just go around killing a bunch of people for the fun of it, Carly. 
And as Sam continues to say that he's not going to fight her and is only defensive despite taking a lot of blows from Carly, uh, it ends with Sharon getting up and shooting Carly. And Carly's now dead. And this is, again, all very convenient for Sharon. And no one else is going to get any of the answers because now everybody who knew that Sharon was a power broker is conveniently dead. And also, I feel like this was like a not great way for Carly to go out because I just don't think that Sharon should have been the one to get to kill her. Again, Sharon's sketchy. She shouldn't get to win anything in this process. And now we're going to have to have this continue like post Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like she's going to be a big deal moving forward because again now no one else knows that Sharon's a power broker so she can continue to do whatever she wants that's insane the aftermath of all of this is that Bucky and Sam continue to work together to successfully capture the rest of the flag smashers uh, to get them into custody and then Sam brings Carly's body out back into the middle of like all of the news media and where um, everything's sort of now like finally calming down and he gets to make this big speech that's caught by a bunch of the news cameras and broadcasted across the world and he's speaking to the senators who were going to make the vote with the GRC and we already know that Sam can give a good speech, but he gives a very, very good speech here. Very Steve-esque. Being Captain America means giving good speeches. So he's already got that down, but we knew that. And his speech is essentially saying to the senators, you have to stop calling the Flag Smashers terrorists because they're not terrorists. They're people who needed help and you weren't willing to help them. And you have the power to help millions of people who need it. And so you can't call them terrorists and you can't force them out of the places where they've had to like resettle because they're just people who need help they're not terrorists and then he also makes statements about how him being captain america is something that not everybody is going to like and accept because he's black but that his values and what he believes in for the country he's willing to fight for and um, because it's being caught on the news, like Isaiah Bradley is shown hearing Sam make this speech and it seems like in his face there's some like acceptance and actual like pride that Sam is going to be the next Captain America, which I really appreciate because again, as I said, when they had their conversation previously, like Sam's view on all of it is very different than Isaiah, but they're both valid viewpoints. And so to see them sort of maybe being on the same page is really nice. But overall, his speech is really good. And in support of the GRC and the government actually helping people who need it so that there doesn't need to be a need for like a group of people to have to try and overthrow the government to get help. Like the Flag Smashers as a whole was preventable if they had just helped people out is essentially what Sam's trying to say at the end of it, which is true for our government today. And I think they knew that when the writers were writing this section, I definitely think they knew that they were also talking about like the current state of the world and our government, which is really interesting because like maybe we do need a group of flag smashers though. Like maybe they were instrumental in creating some change. Uh, again, 
just like Sam, Carly went about it the wrong way. Don't agree with her. But the idea, I get the idea of it. We are then shown sort of the final wrapping up of all the Flag Smashers. And we see um, the ones that Bucky and Sam were able to capture are being like led to a car to be taken off. And they say something like that they're taking them to the raft. And I feel like we've still learned nothing post Cap 3. They just can't send people to the raft because you don't like them. Like, it's really the level of imprisonment that the raft is, is truly insane. And even though Zemo's there because he's insane, like, I don't think anybody should really be sent to the raft. So this whole, like, idea that that's where we're sending the flag smashers is off to me but it doesn't really matter because immediately after they are driven away uh the car explodes and everybody inside dies and we are shown that the person who is involved is none other than zemo's little sidekick his knockoff alfred buddy uh that we met earlier in the series Uh, And that he's definitely the one responsible. And then we're shown Zemo on the raft hearing about uh, the explosion that all the Flag Smashers were killed. And he seems satisfied. So Zemo got what he wanted in the end, even though he is still on the raft. But I don't I don't like that. I don't like that they were going to be taken to the raft in the first place. But I also don't like that they never even got there because they were murdered. Uh, Because, again, execution was bad. But the idea ideas were good and also i feel like they weren't as uh responsible for all the murders the way carly was so i would have liked to see a different ending to them though i guess their ideology is going to live on and because sam does believe in it that he is still going to move forward and try and get everybody help that the same group of flag smashers were trying to help so i guess like like the message doesn't die with them even though they die but also i just feel like we didn't have to kill everybody just for the sake of wrapping up these plot points which is kind of how it came across is that they just had to get rid of everybody so that they don't have to have a flag smashers plot and characters in the future i'm interested to see if the term ever gets brought up again or if they're really just going to leave it contained to this series so we'll see the next scene we get is of the Contessa Valentina and she is talking to John Walker's wife and she's saying um, that the flag smashers being murdered is very convenient to her and so you also wonder if she had something to do with Zemo I don't think so because she says something like I guess Zemo got what he wanted but it doesn't mean that she wasn't somehow involved and that she didn't maybe like bankroll them being able to successfully kill the flag smashers so that's still something to watch out with her but essentially she's only there and her involvement with john at this point is to make him u.s agent the way uh john walker's character is in the comics like he's now no longer uh knockoff captain america or trying to be captain america under the name captain america but he is now officially u.s agent which means unfortunately for me that we're going to have to put up with john walker moving forward in the future i'm not sure if that means we're getting season two of falcon and the winter soldier and john walker is just going to show up as u.s agent if that means whatever spinoff show that this 
season creates that he's going to be in that or if that means he's going to be in any of the movies like I don't know where they're going to go with it but we now all have to put up with John Walker in the future of MCU which I don't think I'm a fan of I just don't like the man okay sorry not sorry the rest of the episode kind of helps wrap up the plot points that started at the beginning of the season for Sam and Bucky uh, we see Bucky finally going to talk to Yuri, who was the man Bucky was having lunch with every week prior to hooking up with Sam to go off and do some Avengers level stuff. Because um, as a reminder, we learned that when Bucky was the Winter Soldier, he killed Yuri's son. And Yuri's been trying to find out what happened to his son ever since. And so Bucky finally goes and visits him and tells him what happened. And he finishes out his book and he ends up leaving his book to his therapist and saying, like, I finished what I needed to do. Thank you for your help. And basically that Bucky has made amends with everybody that he harmed as a Winter Soldier. And he's like come to terms with what he did then and who he is now. Like I said that I felt from him earlier in the episode. And I'm really happy again for that for him because Bucky needs a level of peace. Uh, And I just hope that that continues for him, even if he continues to do Winter Soldier stuff. Like, he's not the Winter Soldier, but that's just his nickname. Like, I don't think they're ever going to call him anything different. So as he continues to be an Avenger, um, if that's what he wants to do, I hope that he can just go about that peacefully and not have his nightmares and not be so worried about what happened when he was under Hydra's control. We see Sam who goes back to see Isaiah Bradley and they have another conversation and there's this level of acceptance uh, that Isaiah actually sees Sam's points and understands why he would want to be Captain America um, and so there is that level of acceptance, as I said, and I do think that they have sort of the most meaningful scenes in the entire series. And Sam ends up taking Isaiah and Elijah to the Captain America Museum. Well, I don't think it's the Captain America Museum, but it's whatever museum has the Captain America exhibit in it. I'm sorry, I don't know the exact name of it. But he takes them there and shows them that he has had them add a specific section that has a statue and information about Isaiah so that Isaiah's story will never be forgotten in the history of Captain America and that he's now being recognized as a huge part of everything that happened and the hug that they have right there, the emotion that the actor who plays Isaiah shows, like the tears, very emotional. I almost teared up. Um, I really felt like the emotion between the two of them. And I really think that was like a really nice thing for Sam to do and to make sure that that legacy and that history is always remembered. And it's also just another reason and good example to show why Sam is going to be a good Captain America and why he's worthy of it, especially compared to somebody like John Walker, who never would have cared about doing anything like that. And then from there, we are shown that uh, back in New Orleans, Sam and his sister are being very successful in finishing up the boat. And we see that Bucky is there hanging out with them as well. They're kind of having like this big, huge party on the dock with all of their neighbors and everybody they know in the town. 
And this group includes Bucky, who is now basically family. He's hanging out with all the kids and having a really good time. So we know that after he left New York, after he made his amends with Yuri, he went back down to New Orleans to hang out with Sam, which we started this show and they were like, I hate you and I hate you back. And we're never going to see each other after all this just to end the show. Um, besties like love that for them. That's called growth. So true bestie. They love each other now and they're going to move forward hanging out as we can tell. And I'm really happy for that for them, especially because obviously what they had in common at the start of this was they were both friends with Steve and with Steve gone, like there's no like peace forcing them to hang out with each other. But now that they have created the bond between each other and they now have a really strong friendship, I'm really excited to see how that continues throughout the rest of the MCU and seeing how their like partnership works. Like, cause it's not really Falcon and the winter soldier because Sam's not the Falcon and Bucky's not really the Winter Soldier. So it will be interesting to see if they continue to team up, if we ever get the the Avengers back together as a whole, how that's all going to work. I do feel like even though this scene was like very hopeful and upbeat, especially after kind of the heaviness at the beginning of the episode, I don't feel like it's a really great wrap up to the show. Like it doesn't feel like this scene wraps up everything that we saw in the past six episodes to like end the show like it doesn't feel like I know exactly where we're going from this which it didn't have to but because we don't really know what the future is holding for these characters I feel like they could have given us a little bit more closure just in case they don't immediately pick up for Sam and Bucky in any of the upcoming like movies or other shows that we're getting. Because like at the end of WandaVision, we knew that was immediately setting up her involvement in the next Doctor Strange movie. They just finished filming. Like we knew that when the show ended. And I feel like we don't know where Sam and Bucky fit into phase four moving forward. Um, so I just feel like they could have given us a little bit more of a path forward. I would have really appreciated that. But I still really like this episode, like the show overall. I just wish we had gotten a little bit more in the end. Though there is a post credit scene that shows Sharon getting her pardon from the senators from the United States government. Uh, and she's offered her old job, which I'm assuming is at the CIA, like her job that she got when she left S.H.I.E.L.D., when S.H.I.E.L.D. was dissolved, when she was working for the CIA. They're not very clear on that. And they're just expecting me to remember what Sharon was doing pre-blip, which, sorry, but I don't have that great of a memory. But I'm pretty sure that's exactly what she was doing. Um, so they're offering that old job back to her. And she's very like, thank you, Senator. I was... I've been waiting for this for years and then as she walks out of the steps and she's like standing on the steps she makes a phone call and she's like get our buyers together we're gonna have access to government level like weapons and classified information and then boom cut to black so Sharon's still on her bs she's still power broker through and through uh but now she's agent carter again so we'll see what happens there also as i mentioned uh in the comics she does have a connection to 
Valentina um, and she does like lead the femme squad. So, you know, there could be many things that are happening here. And now we know Sharon's going to be involved at some point. I don't know if we're going to get an Agent Carter show. Like, are they going to give her her own show? Is she going to show up in anything else they do? I don't really know. I have so many questions ending from Falcon and the Winter Soldier that I didn't expect to have. I kind of thought we were going to get a lot of answers and it was going to be a little more clear where we were moving forward with all of this, but it's not, which is interesting. Like I'll take it, but I want answers. The next show that we're getting in June is the Loki show, which I don't anticipate giving us any answers as it pertains to this show because Sam and Bucky really have never had anything to do with Loki. And I think the plot of the Loki show has like stuff to do with going back in time. So it really won't have anything to do with current day Sam and Bucky. So I feel like we're going to have to wait at least till next year to find out what's going on there. Cause I also don't think that anything about them is going to be included in Hawkeye, even though we could get Bucky information in Hawkeye because it's set in New York and Bucky was living in New York for certain periods of time post blip. So I guess anything's possible, but I really don't anticipate us getting any more information until 2022 at the earliest. One other thing that I wish we would have gotten out of this episode is more information about what they could be doing with Torres moving forward. Uh, We were shown him once when he, um, he was listening to Sam's speech as it was being broadcasted. They showed him like listening and being proud. Like he looked very proud of Sam and I liked that. But I would like to know if they're going to make Joaquin Torres the next Falcon because I think that would be so fun. I love Torres. I think he's cool. Seems like a good dude. I like the actor. I like the way he plays Torres. So I would like to know what's happening with that. But like I said, overall, I did really like this show seeing Sam and Bucky come together in the end and their whole interactions throughout the entire show were definitely the highlight. I think the action scenes were really great. Um, And I do think like overall, despite the Flag Smashers plot being a little like iffy at some points, I do think that they completed what they set out to do. And I do think that sort of the themes and everything they set up for the future of um, phase four is going to be good. Like I, I have a good hope and feel that they're setting themselves up to do some good things in the future, even though they weren't like perfectly executed in this show. But I'm glad that I went on this journey. Very glad to be done recording these episodes because I watch every episode every week these past six weeks at midnight and then I record my episodes. So I have been awake in the middle of the night to get these done, which I did this to myself and it has been fun, but I'm glad that this is the final week I have to do that. And I'm not planning on doing any mini series for the Loki show. I don't even know right now if I'm planning on watching that week to week. So there will not be another series from me recapping that, but I will be watching it at some point. 
I'm very excited to finally see Black Widow, which is coming out in July. I'm excited to see Shang-Chi, which is coming out later this year. Eternals is coming out this year. We're also getting the next Spider-Man. We're getting four more Marvel movies this year. And then we're also still getting uh, the Hawkeye show. So we are stacked with Marvel content. I'm excited to see what comes next. And I will catch you when we have more to talk about. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of You Want to Watch. You can find me on Apple Podcast and Spotify, as well as on Twitter at YWWpod and Instagram at You Want to Watch.